I'm real passionate about patience. I think the biggest vulnerability to this room, including the coaches and us old guys, is patience. I wish the coaches over here knew how young they were. Watching 30, 40, 50 year olds completely confused by the context of time is one of the most fascinating things I see in our society. Like people always come up to me and they're like, Gary, when are you gonna buy the Jets? And I'm like, 25 years. And they get sad as f- Like they think, I, they, they, they like want me to have it tomorrow. And I'm like, I just don't build wealth like that. I'm just like one brick at a time. I'm not gambling out here or hoping or dreaming. I already fucked up by passing on Uber twice in the angel round. That would have made me my billion. So I missed that shot. So the reality is, is that I'm just building blocks. And so, you know, whether you deploy this what I'm talking about right now to like how you're thinking about cracking the starting lineup or why you're pissed you're on special teams but you should be starting or whatever bullshit excuses you come up with in your own head, the reality is patience as an overlay is remarkably important. It's remarkably important. Like you're gonna be done with school, you're gonna be a professional whether in the league or CFL or XFL or whatever your major is or your passion is or entrepreneurship, you're gonna be done here, do whatever I just said for 10 more years and then be 32 and young as fuck. And the reality is you have no concept of that now because you can't because the way time works in our brains. I remember when I got out of school, I couldn't wait in Springfield, New Jersey, not far from here either, to work in the wine store and blow it up like I said I was going to and I did. And I remember walking in, my cousin worked, you know, this is family business. My cousin, my dad's first cousin worked there, but the way that our grandparents were, he was closer in age to me than my dad, or in between actually. He was 30, and I was 22, and I remember that first month working with him every day, and I was like, this guy's old as fuck. And he was 30. And I'm 43 right now, thinking about how you're thinking about my age versus yours, and I feel young as fuck. Right, and I think about that, I'm like how the hell do I communicate that to kids that you're gonna live, like I'm double the age of the majority of you, double. You're gonna live an entire another fucking life and still have your whole life in front of you. Yet everybody's impatient as fuck. Shortcuts, it's what kills everybody. It just does. Shortcuts, because you decided in your own head, focus group of one, that you deserve something. I think about that a lot. And I think about that in athletics a lot. And I see it commonly. People start cutting corners, getting themselves into trouble by not putting in the work or doing dumb shit or whatever the fuck it is. Because for, listen, four of your friends in your dorm or from back home gassing you up of what's supposed to be happening versus what's happening is the biggest mistake everybody makes. And the amount of heads that shook their head makes me feel excited that I hit that point. Four or five people in your family or friends or from back home or who you're in the quad with gassing you up of the way it should be versus the way it is is the biggest vulnerability athletes have, entrepreneurs have, business people have. I just see it. Our parents see it every day. Results speak. And the reality is coaches have that subjective call. You might be right. They just might like a skill set from somebody else a little bit more in the way it works on the overall. Who knows? Or maybe most likely, which I see a ton, they just don't like the way you're handling it. So, to me, I would rip both my arms and legs off to be as fortunate as you are to be at this age during the internet's maturity at this age. I'd probably own the Jets by now if I was lucky enough to have the internet around at this age. 
the remarkable nature of that machine, and everybody's shitting on it now for hate and all the fucked up things that people think, social media isn't changing us, social media is exposing us. It's not Instagram's fault, it's not Twitter's fault you're angry or you hate, it's your fault. These platforms are exposing us. And so I really highly recommend you figure out your relationship with these powerful platforms because regardless of what anybody's opinions are of them, they will be the currency of our society for a very long time. You figuring out how to use it? Let me give you a couple things about social that might matter for somebody who's out there and is getting judged because one thing I have so much respect for you guys is regardless of how great you are, you've got multiple moments of people booing you at scale. Right? Like, like one thing I love about athletes is if, if they get to the right place mentally, they're in a place where they're always ready to get booed. I, I genuinely think the reason I'm super successful is because I got booed my whole life. I was an immigrant, couldn't speak English, got booed. I was a fucking terrible student a couple miles away from here, got booed, right? I was small as fuck and not good enough at sports, got booed. I got booed at everything which made me a great entrepreneur because I'm ready to get booed. I love being booed, I love L's. The reason I love the Jets and Knicks so much is they haven't won shit. I grew up a huge Yankees and Rangers fan. As soon as they won a title, I was out. I'm about to climb. I love losses. I love pain. I'm serious, I love it. And so, I think once you figure out how to mentally embrace taking an L, but real quick on that front, on social, I watch so many kids that I'm looking at, watching them progress, have a terrible game, throw four picks, delete their shit. Delete it. G- hit me up on DM. I'm gonna, Gary Vee, I'm gonna detox off Insta. I know we've been talking, but like off this, this game last week, I'm done. I'm coming back in October. And I always think about that shit. And we all have to figure out our relationship with technology. But here's how I take it from my purview. I think people get too high when they get cheered. I think the reason people struggle when people shit on them in comments is because they're taking other people's opinions way too serious. The best way to be able to help take care of and deal with people shitting on you is not getting too high when they're giving you accolades. When I watch videos like that, when people give, right now I'm on that place where I get so much love, I, I don't hear them. I really don't. I understand, I appreciate it, feels humbling as fuck, you know, but I don't hear them. I still think I suck, I'm grinding, I'm in the process, it's early. Which is why when people shit on me, and they do, a lot, because when you're out there like that, that's just how it is, I can't hear them either. And so one thing, one thing I would consider is actually using social media's negativity and judgment as an ability to actually absorb it, create a framework where you can actually accept both pros and cons at scale, instead of running away from it. Every time I see somebody shutting down and deleting, I get nervous because I don't see it as a detox for 99% of the people I talk to. I see it running away from judgment. And judgment is the only thing I promise you that you'll have for the rest of your life. So the biggest thing that I've observed when I've talked to teams and now speaking to a lot of kids, the top, top for me is how many people in this room when they go to class or on campus are in a place where their headphones in, focus on their shit, given that you have the leverage right now, and the reality is the kids around you that wanna say what's up are gonna have the leverage in a decade. I think about this every day. I think about like, I always, you know, it's funny, when I, when I talk, I always think about, it's funny to have AJ here. By having a brother who's 11 years younger, 
I kind of got a lot of practice early to like spit wisdom or try to be a mentor. I think about what I would tell AJ if he was dramatically more athletic and was sitting in this room and and I would say like, yo bro, like, you know, this is just the math around it. Yet, there's a hundred people on campus right now who are gonna be the biggest CEOs or players in New York City in seven years and right now they're dying to take a selfie with you but you have no time because you might be caught up that you have the leverage right now and that's the biggest mistake. It's the biggest, I call it the high school girl rule. Right? A lot of people didn't want to talk to certain girls in high school, but six years later they really want to talk to them. But they fucked up the leverage because they were a dick in high school. And I think about that a lot, and I think a lot of you are in that position right now. Please don't underestimate or take for granted. Obviously if you're in this room, you know, for the far majority of you, you had leverage in high school too from your athletics. And so you're used to that by now, whether it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. That leverage is everything in society. It's crazy. I watch it every day. The whole social media thing, watching the biggest, most famous people in our society only five to seven years ago be slow to Instagram because they thought they were fancy and they were celebrities so they didn't go on and they made fun of Instagram models and they made fun of Instagram comedians and they made fun of people and now where that is the currency and they're not on it, just watching the most famous people in our society grabbing at straws, hitting me up of like, how do I do this? When just five years ago, they had all the leverage and now we forgot who they were or don't give a shit is fascinating. That is where you're at. Right now, for a lot of you, this is the most leverage you will ever have. How you figure out how to use that to connect with people which are the only leverage in actual life is probably the biggest thing that I wanna get across. See, I got real, real, real lucky. The luckiest shit on earth is the thing you love is the thing that you're best at. And I think that's me. Like, I, like when I was six, I wanted to wash people's cars. When it snowed and we had snow days here, I was shoveling snow, not making snowmen. Right, like, like literally, I don't know how many of you follow me, but if you see what I'm doing in garage sale in around here in Jersey, like, I'm not doing that for show, I fucking love it. Like I'd rather wake up on Saturday at six in the morning and drive to fucking, you know, Matuchin's town-wide garage sale and buy some shit for a dollar and sell it for 11 bucks on eBay, that fucking gives me way bigger of a high than fucking almost anything besides watching a Jets game. That is literally probably my favorite thing except a Sunday in the fall. And so that gets me to my final point. If you're sitting here right now and you're real, real fucking passionate about something that doesn't have to do with the four walls we're in right now, you need to lean into that shit. Because that's the thing the internet's doing. The amount of people that can make a real living around having a podcast or a vlog or flipping shit they love versus getting a job they fucking hate and they can make as much or around the same much around having a fucking podcast around Fortnite versus going and working in finance because they interned this summer in Wall Street and they think that's where the money is, that shit, I know nobody here believes but I've been saying it for a decade and I'm watching it every day and it's real. And so I highly recommend, like I'm really hopeful, like honestly, when I come, just to put into context, including the left side here, when I come to these rooms, honestly, I'm real realistic. I'm just hoping to penetrate one head, one dome.